I had an idea for a thing. It's not really a thing. I just wanted to work the word crabbin into something, and it's a cabin that's also part crab. Crabbin? Oh, like crabin. a Baba Yaga situation? Or like, you, sure. Is that Baba Yaga? That's the witch in Russia, right? Yeah, but her house has chicken legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like that. Yeah, it's, it's a cabin with a shell in and cra- crab claws and crab legs, and it's called the crabbin. Wait, that you just described a a crab. What part of it is cabin? Oh, the body of it is a house made oh, okay. of wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Called a cabin. Yeah, crabbing in the woods. Crabbing in the woods. Yeah, that's it. I found it. I found it. It's. I. This is it. Hashtag crab living. I'm gonna pitch another season of BoJack Horseman, so I can have a poster in the background of a, of a scene. Crabbing in the woods. Did you did you write that Netflix pilot for that uh, for that show about a guy who's the accountant for souls of billionaires? I feel like that would actually maybe get somewhere. Oh, the, the yeah, the karmetic accountant. Yeah, mm. no, I haven't written that pilot yet. I don't write. I don't fucking write. My spirit is dead. I'm dead inside. I move the shell of a corpse from room to room so I can perhaps make others laugh. Okay, wait, you said shell of a corpse, but did you crabbing. perhaps mean shell of a crab? <laughs> crabbing. Hashtag crabbing. All right, we're, we're getting what somewhere. If, what if the act of getting through life, uh, being in the midst of a deep, depressive episode, was just called crabbing? Yeah, I just I'm went just crabbing. This, I just went through this huge crabbing period. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real bad. I lost a lot of my close friends, uh, but yeah. you know. Stop I'm on medication for crabbing now. Yeah, I, what pulled me out was my therapist went to the crabbing and got me out of it. Got, I was inside of the crabbing. I was inside of the crabbing. Inside of the crabbing. Look, if you are walking through the woods and you come across a crabbing, just turn the other way. Just turn the other way. into a garage to turn off his automatic sprinkler system. He turns off the system and turns around only to come face to face with a mouse in his garage. This story and more tonight on Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name's Scared John. And together we're Henry and Scare John coming after you. <laughs> we're not coming change after you. Change this. it to that. Change it to coming after you. Coming after you with all of the power of the cultural zeitgeist. Wow, just a couple words changed and the intro becomes uh, infinitely more menacing. 
Oh, I coming at you is what I meant, which isn't better. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think coming at you implies like a like a joviality. Yeah, uh, we're gonna hit him with the Coming to you doesn't sound good. No, coming after you definitely. There's no way to spin that positively. Yeah, coming at you means we're both at the same place, and we're we're advancing at you with information. Coming after you means you've seen what we have to offer, and you've fled, and we did not stop. We are unleashing the hounds to track you down. <laughs> yeah, so try track. What's uh? What's dog in German? Hund. Ah, the Zeithund. <laughs> The Zeithund. The time dog. Yeah, I think that's right, because there's like, there's blood hoons, right? Or... I don't know, Dachshund. Yeah, Dachshund. Yeah, that's dog. That's duck dog. Duck dog. <laughs> that's, that's duck dog. Duck dog. Duck dog. Uh, All right, um, the so. The of Darkwing Duck stars a dog. Yeah, hund. Yeah, hund. It's hund. I, I, I like to type in search require or search keywords into my favorite search engine yahoo <laughs> yahoo yahoo <laughs> oh boy john henry i saw a mouse in your garage in my garage hold on that's right can it was scary <laughs> uh i have had I'm drinking, by the way, a delicious Cano Bliss IPA by Oscar Blues Brewery. I didn't have any beer. You don't have any beers tonight, a liquor cast? Yeah. Mmm. My birthday month. Cut me some slack. <laughs> I don't think that, you know, I think that might be a little too generous. I don't know. It's, it's August 3rd. It's my birthday month. I think the people who say that on their birthday are being a little extra. The fact that this is going to be extended to an entire month, you're like, hey, lay off it. One, w- one twelfth of the year, I'm beyond reproach. Yeah. No, my favorite people are the, uh, these people exist and I, I know of them and they're real. And they go, it's my birthday year, so step off. <laughs> step off. One day out of this year is my birthday, and so until you have a birthday year. You know, the only people they can really use to flex on with that are people born on leap years. Yeah, that's right. They get more powerful. A mouse. A mouse. I've had a number of of mouse run-ins in the past. Describe your mouse encounter. All right, here's the thing. We've got this little automatic irrigation system. It came with the house. And for some reason, if it runs once, it's going to run four times that night. And that just floods the yard. So after it goes through a full cycle and I hear it start up again, I quickly run out to the garage and turn it off and on again to stop it from doing that. Uh huh. So this is about at 830 at night, which apparently is prime mouse time because they're nocturnal and they come out at dusk. Uh huh. And so I'm walking back up the length of the side of my my garage and I get to the corner and eye level with me is a mouse clinging to some two by fours we had propped up in the corner. In the garage, within the confines of the garage. Within the walls of the garage. Mm. And so I do what anyone I think in this situation would do and just yell, holy shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because 
I'm not expecting to see any type of live animal in my garage, let alone a mammal. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, Jamie calls out from inside the house, like, what? And I call out, there's a mouse in here. Uh-huh. Oh, buddy. And that just started a whole thing. We moved the cars out of the garage because I went to put on shoes because I'm like, if I'm going to go after a mouse, I'm going to be wearing some shoes, right? I don't want it to bite my feet. Sure. This is, this is my thinking process. Sure. But by the time I'm beshooed and we get back out there, it's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, of course. And so we back out the cars and move the boards like one at a time (laughs) in case it's going to jump out at us and infect us with bubonic plague, even Mm -hmm. though it it was the fleas who did the the infecting. Uh Uh-huh. And we found a hole, John. Oh, a mouse hole. A mouse hole. Uh, And not wanting to get involved with anything. This is a Sunday night. It's too late to do anything. I just say... We'll monitor this hole, and if it gets, if anything else appears, then we'll deal with it. That lasted a day. (laughs) I mean, once there's a hole, the mice are just going to come in. Or the mouse, rather. Right. So, uh, I I woke up today, and I went to the garage because I left my, my water cup for work in my car. And I see a second hole, John. Uh huh. And then we called an exterminator. Oh. I'm sorry, but I offered to like go buy a live trap. Jamie was not satisfied with that. Um, so we researched a uh, we researched an exterminator, and it turns out it didn't even matter. Oh. Uh, because when we moved into this house, John, there were rat traps in the attic. Mm. There was no signs of rats, no droppings, no fur, no signs at all. Did not come up in the inspection. Mm-hmm. They just left some set rat traps up there uh-huh. uh, just in case. So by the time the exterminator showed up and looked around and asked to go up into the attic, uh, he went up into the attic, didn't last a minute, came back down and said, well, the good news is it's dead. I, I mean, I suppose that's good news. It got stuck in one of the traps that was left behind. Oh, no. Is it a glue trap? No, it was a snap trap. Okay, well, at least there's that. So he removed the rat and probably made the easiest couple of bucks of his, his day. <laughs> oh, w- without a doubt. Uh, absolutely um, without a doubt. And he was just like, you know, monitor, you know, see if there's any more signs. But sometimes it's just the one rat. And I was like, well, how common in the, is that? And then this is this is a, a, a fun little moment between vocational people. He was like, if it's if it was male, it's very high because they're shit dads. Oh, incredible. <laughs> they don't stick around. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have, uh, I think I've told you this. I have mouse, have had mouse woes in the past. Right. I believe I remember that you had live trapped it and released it into a field like three miles away. Yes. Except it was like four blocks away. Okay. Uh, and at another apartment complex at my shitty apartment. Uh, yeah. From my limited research, if you have a mouse, it's usually just like one or two. Right. And they do damage, but, like, in my opinion, 
And this is just me getting up on my classic John High horse for the podcast. Uh, I think that it makes sense to call exterminators for certain pests, but I think for, like, mice and rats, not only is it more humane to deal with it yourself, it's actually quite a bit cheaper. Like, a have a heart trap for, like, $12 and a handful of oatmeal will solve your problem. Yeah. You know, we're first-time homeowners. We don't want to leave things to chance. I gotcha. More than one rat or, or an, God forbid, an infestation. Like, we just didn't know. I gotcha. And of course, you go online and you're like, what's the best way to remove, uh, you know, a, a mouse or a rodent or something like that? And you look up what they say about the live bait traps. Not live bait. That's a different thing. But the live capture traps. And this might be just a certain demographic of people who are talking about these traps in the first place. But they say, well, there's no real difference between any of the traps because as soon as you release the mouse into the wild, if it's far away enough, you've killed it. Like it's not going to be able to feed itself or it's going to die to a bird. So really the best thing to do is kill it yourself. And it's like, well, differing opinions here. I mean, there's there's I could talk about this for the entire length of the podcast because it's something I care about. But I think that like the justifications we come up with as people for killing things are very generous. Like the same reason why people who like hunt every season and like kill a bunch of deer is like, ah, they'd they'd overpopulate the area. It's like, no, population controls on deer aren't that serious and also the deer population isn't that much of an issue it's an issue because we build highways through their homes sometimes right uh and it's not like the deers walk away scot-free when you hit them doing 55 miles an hour but like it's not like you're doing the deer a favor by killing it you're not doing the mouse a favor by killing it like you're not doing any human being a favor by killing them I don't know. The the fact that we've like created this moral hierarchy of saying like, oh no, if we didn't kill it, something else would. It's like, well, if you didn't kill it, at least it would have a chance not to die. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like in this one particular instance, like we called the exterminator just because we wanted peace of mind. And then it turned out that the mouse kind of died to fate. Yeah. Because we didn't remove the traps that were already there and they were set, I think, just as a precaution for selling the house. And I mean, I don't mean any of this to like indict you and your choices. Oh, I'm in the courtroom right now, John. I'm looking at the judge. He looks kind of mouse-like. I'm going to jail. Mouse judge. Mouse Uh, judge. Yeah, none of this is to, to indict your choices. It's just a... It's just a, a funny philosophical area we end up in when we start talking about pests. And if I was a new homeowner, uh, since mice can really fuck your shit up, I probably would have taken more serious measures as well if it seemed like it couldn't be solved right. with a live trap. Well, especially because we park in our garage and it turns out rodents love munching on some electrical wires and cars. Yes, rats can really chew up. If you leave your car for a long time, man, they can do some damage. Yeah, rats and squirrels for some reason, too. They just love munching on some wires. Hey, who can blame them? I, I chew through a couple wires myself every day. Well, I guess to each their own. Uh, but that's just 
how we're starting this episode of the podcast. We're starting the episode of this podcast with very clear ideological boundaries, which is Henry is pro-death and John is anti-death. Pro-death for rats. Yes, pro-death for rats. I do want to say that that was a joke and I don't really like the killing of any animal. That being said, I do eat meat and so I am in fact a huge fat hypocrite. Listen, I have a simple diet solution for you. Tell. Change your diet so you primarily subsist on insects, forage, fish, and wild-caught eggs. And you can still get all your animal protein and uh, probably have lower uh, environmental impact than I do. Right, the breath of the wild diet. (laughs) Yes, it's the BOTW diet. Um, You do cook a lot of simmered fruit. Yeah, a lot of simmered fruit. And uh, if you're feeling feisty, a little bit of speed gecko. (laughs) A little bit of speed gecko every once in a while. But to be honest with you, once you realize that uh, you can just fast travel to that one tower every 24 hours and harvest like 20 durians and just do it over and over again, cooking really isn't an issue in real life in this diet, obviously. Yeah, we need fast travel to some durian trees. Absolutely. I've been saying this for a while. You know, you know, Congress meets every so often and they pass their little laws. But when are they going to get to the real issues? Fast travel points to durian trees. When are they going to cut the bullshit and let us have fast travel to durian trees and the master sword? <laughs> you ever tell a joke that kind of makes you feel a little bit bad while you're saying it? No, never. Okay. All right. Well, we won't delve into that. Uh, but yeah, pro-death, anti-death. Uh, my mouse probably died, but I put him close enough to another apartment complex, so hopefully he had a couple meals before he was killed. Yeah, and the crazy part for me is that we don't keep any seed or dog food or fertilizer. We keep nothing that would attract a mouse in our garage. So I don't know what he's been eating the past couple of days because there's no food anywhere near where it was. I mean, it's entirely possible that uh, your garage might be a hotbed for uh, crickets or spiders that you don't even see. But more than more likely than not, uh, mice will break into places just for shelter from the elements. Right. And it has been very hot lately. And we did have a couple of bad thunderstorms as well. Yeah. I mean, that mouse can tell that it's cooler in there. I don't know if I mean, it's in the insulation. Like, is that cooler is it full of fiberglass now oh the mouse is definitely full of fiberglass yeah it's like oh (laughs) all this delicious cotton candy why are my insides hurting i do have some bad news about the exterminator though and uh i wish you had come to me about this beforehand because Uh, i know about the extermination trade oh is this for real or are you doing a bit so I can almost guarantee you that that exterminator got bribed off. By the mouse? (laughs) I can almost guarantee you when he went up in the attic, the mouse just slipped him a cool 20 bucks. Wow. He went, hey, I can leave here. And then if mice come back, I can say, oh, you know, they just come back sometimes. So I get their money. I get the kickback from the mouse. Oh, no. He did go up by himself because I didn't want to crowd him. Because it's the ba- the basement, it's the attic, and like there's not a lot of room up there, and of course there's no AC. 
And he was up there just for a little bit, probably just long enough for Tiny Mouse Hands to slip him a cool, crisp $20 bill. Yeah, no doubt. Fresh from the bank. Now, here's here's the thing. He requested a grocery bag ostensibly to remove the trap with the rat corpse. But what would it be used if he was he received a twenty dollar bill? Oh, this might be actually more devious than I thought. He might have received drugs from the mouse, or maybe smaller denomination bills that he couldn't oh. hide as quickly, so he had to put them in the he, he put, them, put in them in the bag. bag. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to look in the bag because it's ostensibly not. a rat corpse. Yeah, you don't want to see a dead I mouse. I see but that. You look it's in the there perfect you, crime. Yeah, you look in there and you just see like a little tiny bag of Coke. <laughs> it's a the perfect crime. A precisely mice, mouse-sized bag of Coke. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how much Coke mice can do. That'll be a, it's a few decent bumps for a human being. Oh, they got those, they got those, they got those big snouts. They got big snouts. Mice do a lot of Coke. Don't kill them. They're already killing themselves. Right. They're, look, it's kind of like that thing, like, you don't know the kind of day people are having. You don't know what that mouse has been through. I mean, absolutely you don't. I mean... Well, I was going to say probably every day of an animal's life is worse than any day of ours, but I don't think that's true because we're the only animals who live on a planet that gives you food for free and yet we have mortgages. Yeah, no. I I think I've heard that the highest ring on the Buddhist wheel of reincarnation is like being a golden retriever for uh, an upper middle class suburban family. Yeah, I mean, you never have to think about anything and every need is uh, cared for. Yeah, that's the highest. That's that's the step right before Nirvana. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm not a religious expert, but yeah, that. I feel like there's got to be, I feel like fish have got to be pretty high up there as long as you're not actively being fished. I don't know. We've made the oceans a pretty bad place. No, there's plastic in every little drop of water, man. It's terrible. Man. If only uh, humans have got to be like lower rung. We're not good. It, no, the, like the best life for a human is like you're not that there's a karmatic balance that involved in the wheel of reincarnation, but like the best, the uh, like, ugh, the subjectively best life of a human is generating so much negative karma that the only reincarnation they could be is like a fly. You've got to be like the best life for a human has got to be either like a super trust fund billionaire who never has to worry about anything or someone with like some kind of uh, major developmental disability that cannot perceive of like the the shame and guilt we all feel every day. Those have got to be the two options for like best humanity. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's terrible. And yet we're just here in the middle trying to eke out an existence with made-up jobs. Look, I just don't want to come back as like a rodent and I end up in a trap because I've got... So every time this happens, every time I like kill a spider or kill a fly or am tangentially responsible for a rat dying, the thought that... The intrusive thought that goes into my head... Is either like now I've angered the god of spiders and they're going to show up and stamp me out, or 
this is the thing that's going to cement my reincarnation into the thing I just killed. I mean, if if we assume that the universe has a certain fun irony to it, I think you're right on. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to be a, a mouse in a trap. Quick way to go, though, if it's a snap trap. Yeah, I mean, and who knows how long that, that mouse... That's terrible. I don't like it. But if you may, if you lived a good life as a mouse, maybe you get to come back as something else. Maybe. Maybe you get to come back as a human and then kill a bunch of mice. Yikes. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Endless vicious cycle. That's just how it is. Yeah. Speaking of rats. That rat's gonna, that mouse is gonna come back as a person and you're gonna come back as a mouse and that mouse person is gonna kill you. Oh man, yeah. So every 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 person has a mouse, <laughs> a mouse with their name on it. Yeah, you just can't kill that mouse. I have been nice to every mouse, just in case. Good. This is the first mouse I've ever encountered, and I feel like I made a bad impression because it died before I could <laughs> do anything else. Yeah, definitely a bad impression. I did kick the last mouse, though, Mickey. No, I didn't kick Mickey Mouse. I kicked, I think I called it Harrietta because it was Harry because it was a mouse. Yeah. But when I released it, tried to run up my leg and, you know, you have involuntary movement. So I like kicked my foot and the mouse flew like 10 feet. Felt bad. Probably the best day of that mouse's life. It got to fly. Yeah, it got to, it got a free ride and then it got to eat someone else's food. Yeah, there you go. I kill roaches, though. I don't want to seem like a saint. I hate roaches. Well, I think the the thing about roaches is that there's so many of them. There's so many of them. I don't like the way they move, and I, I don't know. I There were times growing up where I lived in not-so-clean places, and there were roaches everywhere, and I felt awful all the time. Ugh. Well, I mean, the thing about roaches is you can have the cleanest environment ever. It really doesn't matter. If there's an oak tree nearby, you're going to get roaches. I just hate roaches so much. They love oak trees. They love eating the roots of roach roach trees. (laughs) That's what they should be called then. Yeah. Yeah, I just fucking hate roaches so much. Coming from somebody who lived in a swamp his entire life up until he moved out of that swamp where there was a ton of live oaks and a ton of cypress trees – both of which uh, attract roaches en masse. Take it from me. It really doesn't matter how clean your house is. Roaches are going to find a way. Look, this is it's a simple solution that I hadn't considered. You wouldn't have freaked out so much about this mouse if it was just a Nutra. Nutria. No, if it was, if it was a Nutria, I would sh- shoot it and sell its tail for the bounty that... Uh, exist in Jefferson Parish. Incredible that Louisiana is a country and not some kind of protected reserve for the people who live there. <laughs> yeah, no, Jefferson Parish has like a 12 to $20 bounty on, on Nutria tails for some reason. Could, you know, though, if a Nutria bribed you and you just took its tail. Oh, I would I'd get the 20 bucks. They would get to go free. It would get uh, to go free and you get the 20 bucks from the Nutria too. I routinely refer to Louisiana as the homeland at my place of work because every time I like tell a story from my upbringing, everyone is just culture shocked that this place exists. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, they don't even have the same laws that we do. They don't. The Napoleonic Code. It's an entirely different uh, ludicial. That's not a word. But in t- <laughs> judicial, 
Yes! An entirely different judicial base. It's uh, it's incredible. I also love the wording in, in laws that get broken in the Napoleonic Code, specifically in Louisiana. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, I don't want to talk about statutory stuff. Oh, that sounds terrible. But it's but, it's it's yeah. called like illicit congress with a minor or something. Like it's it has, not wait, it's not called like carnal knowledge of a minor. I think that might be what it is. Yeah, no, I, I, carnal knowledge. Uh, <laughs> that's a phrase that's in my mind, and it, I, I think it's because it's from the Nepal. Nop- Jesus. It's from Jesus. It's, it's from, from the, Jesus. Jesus said that a lot. It's from the Napoleonic Code, which is what our our uh, our laws are based off of. What an incredible place Louisiana is. Hey, I love it. It's one of my favorite things about myself, besides yeah. my eyes. Build the wall around Louisiana. It would just fucking sink. There's no point. Keep them in. <laughs> <laughs> Most walls are built to keep things out. <laughs> But not the Louisiana wall. <laughs> it's just to keep them in. Keep them in. They can't escape. Hey, small COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana is one of the first southern states to reenact a mask mandate. So Hell yeah. Back off. I mean, we're not doing it anytime soon. No. Also, Louisiana has a, um, a Democratic gov- governor. I'm not saying there's a correlation there, but uh, just but there pointing is. it out. Yeah, there okay. is. Speaking of rats. Speaking of COVID. Speaking of rats. There's some rats crawling around the gaming industry, John. Oh, you mean like the... You mean like... Famous rats from video games. Come on, John. Come on, you can think of one rat from video games. Come on. There's got to be one rat. Vermintide. Yeah, Vermintide. Uh, there's a, a couple of Dark Souls bosses that are, are big rats. There's a couple of big rats and Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rats and Dark Souls 1, the only enemy to routinely drop humanity. Uh, an item needed to return yourself to your human form. And maybe it comes from the fact that greedy humans are no different from rats. Did you uh, collect the humanity from that rat in your house? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a shame. Ostensibly, the little glowing ember that uh, would denote that the rat was holding an item was collected by the exterminator. Oh, man. That's how he gets the crisp $20 bill. He's just making out like a bandit left, right, and center. Yeah. There are some rats crawling along the walls of the gaming industry. Uh, the sinking ship of the gaming industry is teeming with rats and they're all coming home to roost. Yeah, the metaphor, it's, it's still working. I don't know. So if you have any sort of gaming prevalence, that's not the word. If you have a passing industry, a passing interest in the gaming is, industry, uh, you probably have come across this news involving one company called Activision Blizzard. You mean Bobby Kotick World of Warcraft? That's right. The creators of World of Warcraft, Bobby Kotick? It wasn't Bobby Kotick, the head of Activision, for a while and was terrible. Here's the thing about Activision Blizzard. Uh, This is just me personally. I barely have ever interacted with Blizzard other than Diablo and Hearthstone a little bit. I mean, isn't that what they have other than World of Warcraft? (sighs) Apparently they have some Overwatch game. Oh, yeah. Eh, whatever. 
Right. Overwatch is just Team Fortress 2 for anime. Uh, so to sum it up real quickly, the state of California has issued a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard uh, for allegations of frat boy culture and sexual harassment after a two-year investigation, mm. which made waves in the gaming industry because while these sort of allegations are prevalent throughout the industry, being sued by a state means there's some credence to those allegations. Yeah, yeah. I think that if a state sues you, it carries a little bit more weight than an individual suing you. Yeah. Time and time again, we've had sort of like, I I, I believe Ubisoft, Ubisoft, whatever the fuck that company is called. I believe Ubisoft had this thing where they investigated themselves and found no credence for their misconduct or whatever. That happens time and time again, where people go to the press to complain about workplace harassment especially of the sexual nature or gender discrimination nature. And it gets some play in the press, but ultimately it never really goes anywhere. This is the first time in the gaming industry in recent living memory that a state is going after them with an official lawsuit. And and I believe this is important because I don't think states or, or attorney generals filed these kind of lawsuits frivolously, I, I don't think they file them unless they think they can't lose. I mean, I can't imagine a state would want to be in a position where it would lose a high-profile case. Exactly. So, like, and, and the initial claim or the initial, like, filing of the lawsuit states that this came after a two-year investigation. So they're not just, like, responding to any anything recent. People probably turn state's witness or whatever the process is over a long period of time. They've been gathering evidence and now they're finally levying that evidence into an official lawsuit against the company. Um, But the official wording of the lawsuit does state a uh, frat boy culture and sexual harassment. Um, And we've got some examples of frat boy culture here. What I've done is I've got a timeline here. So maybe I should start from the very beginning. The Uh, lawsuit was issued on July 20th. I will say it's very funny to me. The idea that Blizzard would be accused of having a frat boy culture uh, because Blizzard games, very nerdy. Yeah, no, that's the crazy thing. And we can, at the end of this document I've shared with you, John, there's a little bit of the history of the, like the company's, ownership being transitioned from company to company because blizzard of course was founded like by nerds the nerdiest of people but then they were acquired by activision who makes like call of duty Mm. i think or they publish call of duty Mm -hmm. uh which attracts a lot of frat boys Mm. Uh, i mean that's just kind of the nature of the thing like call of duty is your casual shooter game that every every frat boy thinks they're great at you know that's just that's the stereotype yeah you're not lying and so this frat boy culture uh the the lawsuit actually like takes the lengths to to delineate and define it um, the frat boy culture was seen and male employees drinking copious amounts of alcohol as they made their way through cubicles to often engage in appropriate behavior towards female employees. Ugh. 
which I kind of want to re- rewind our podcast a little bit. I think in a previous episode we talked about we wanted a job where we could have a bar cart in our office. Uh, yes, we we did talk about how we are jealous in some ways of characters in shows like Mad Men. <laughs> now, now, the funny thing is, think about Mad Men. Yes, they had that bar cart situation in their offices, but they were also just flagrant and and rampant womanizers. Oh yeah, the the people in Mad Men not not great people. It kind of goes hand in hand, don't you think? I here, I don't correlation is not causation, of course. But here's here's a not cool thing li- to say living in Austin and having the career that I do and wanting the career the careers that I want. Uh I at this point in my life don't think alcohol being provided at work is a good thing. Right. No, absolutely. I like, I it's a a lot of companies tout that as a perk right now yeah to hire like naive people for like 55k when they should be making 80k they're like but we got snacks and beer um right i i think it's not good i think it's not good to give people endless alcohol in a work environment i'm sorry yeah absolutely during a normal work day for the most part no one should be drinking on the job yeah now, having that beer in the fridge is great for, say, a work event, such as a party, after hours. But I am 100% in line with you that our dreams of having the bar card in the office might align with some dangerous precedents, both in Mad Men and now in the real world. Okay, so I'll walk it back. I no longer want the bar cart in my office. Um, but I, I still will be, uh, wearing, uh, elaborate suits and going to matinees at 2 PM on a Wednesday. Absolutely. That you can keep, I think. Okay, good. Whew. Uh, uh, so a, a lot of this lawsuit, um, a lot of the severity of this lawsuit hinges around this one particular incident that involves a female employee who was already subjected to intense sexual harassment at the company committing suicide during a work trip with a male supervisor who allegedly brought inappropriate sexual items with him on their trip. So a lot of what I want to talk about hinges on that. A human being committed suicide because they felt trapped in a power dynamic that they could not reconcile. Yeah, that's unfixable. And a lot of what I'm about to read painted in the light of the loss of human life, I'm going to leave open to interpretation because it's terrible. (laughs) Okay. The next day, Activision Blizzard, the HR, the press releases, they started spinning their wheels and they released a heavily criticized official statement in response to the lawsuit, um, which – which alleged that the lawsuit included distorted and in many cases, false descriptions of Blizzard's past. It claimed it has been extremely cooperative with the organization who investigated them throughout their investigation, but that they refused to inform us what issues they perceived. Mm. And then this is the part where I draw the line. 
This is a direct quote. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. Oh boy, you care so much. Yeah, like, how dare you bring in this suicide victim who... (laughs) Think of her family in this case that we've buried. Yeah, think of her family in this in this case we covered up and also the official stance of the company is who knows why she killed herself. We don't know why anyone does anything. Who knows why she killed herself? The most important thing is don't talk to her family about it. Right. Don't right. talk to anybody about it, but who knows why it happened? I just can't believe they would drag her family into this and nobody should go to them for comment because it's crass. So disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's the victim. Not no, sorry, not the victim. Wow, wrong word. It's the culprit trying to manipulate the facts to play to a general audience to try to get the audience to side to them. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, there's so this official resp- response led to over two thousand former and current Activision Blizzard employees signing an internal letter criticizing the public statement. Uh, the letter also said that these employees no longer trust the company's leaders and will place that they no longer trust the company leaders is probably the bottom line. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next day, July 22nd, the current Blizzard president, his name is J. Allen Brack. Mm-hmm. And this is a name that we need to remember because he's going to come back later. Okay. Remember Brack. He sends an email to the staff to address the lawsuit. Uh, and it's it's it doesn't help, but it doesn't hurt. It's the most neutral sort of letter you can expect from higher management. Uh, the takeaways being that you know we're going to commit to iterating on our culture and committing to continuous improvement while adding, I disdain quote bro culture and I've spent my career fighting against it. These are just things to keep in mind because we're going to come back to it later. I just want to say that uh, iterating on our culture and commitment to continuous improvement uh, just got me corporate bullshit bingo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This is like your standard. Let's toe the line without we're not taking sides. We're going to seem like we're on your side while actually protecting the interests of the company like this is your standard corporate response yeah it's your standard corporate response let's use as many corporate at least seven letter words as we can that mean absolutely fucking nothing right um so this is where her name is francis townsend gets evolved on the same day july 22nd uh she is the current blizzard blizzard She's a current Blizzard executive and former, I don't know why they include this, former Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush. Whoa! Her name is Fran Townsend. Whoa! And she sent... I don't mean mean to to spoil anything about the past, but you have to have been a really bad person to be Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush. I want to dive into that a little bit because that is a political era I was not woke in. I mean, George W. Bush is just not – I mean, no Bush has been great. 
Right. Any, any particular instance or it's just uh, an overall general, ex- like you can't, he, no Bush has been great. War in Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay. Fair points. <laughs> um, I don't like her for current reasons. <laughs> okay. Her name is Fran Townsend. She sent an internal email. Uh, I she, don't know. She, by the way, is the president of the Counter Extremism Project, which is a an organization that specifically targets Muslims. Ouch! Yikes! And oof! Yes. In that order. Um. So this doesn't really surprise Her me. Her uh, mentor was Rudy Giuliani. Ah, not good. Not he, good. Not he's been disbarred in multiple states. Not good. And also gave a press conference <laughs> <laughs> at a landscaping company. My favorite detail. All right. So, yeah, she sent an internal email. I don't think this was vetted by anyone higher up than her because uh, it's kind of scathing a little bit. Um, she claimed the lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. Mm. Um, And the rest of the email sort of continues in this light, saying there's egregious actions of others, truly, truly, that's not a word, truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit, shouldn't damage our culture of respect and equality, equal opportunity for all employees. Uh, Later that day, she also sent out a 2016 article from the Atlantic entitled the problem with whistleblowing. A great. Oh, the problem with whistleblowing. I wonder why, I wonder why that would be the article that you're particularly interested in promoting. Yeah. Um, I don't want to read too much into French Francis Townsend or Fran. Maybe she goes by Fran for short. I don't want to read too much into her actions, but she's her actions come off a little bit as uh, let's protect the money that I'm receiving. Uh, it does not sound wrong. She also oversaw the intelligence reorganization and conducted the first post 9-11 review of the White House's anti-terrorism campaign. She defended the White House's uh, now generally agreed upon corrupt choice to raise the terrorist threat level during an election season. Uh, to to boost voter turnout for George W. Bush, uh, she invested she invest inspected Iraq's Abu Ghraib prison as an envoy for President Bush and found no problems with it. Uh, not a good person, right? Not a good person. Um, so the email from the president, whose name is J. Allen Breck, and now this email from Fran Townsend started a groundswell, grassroots sort of campaign uh, to stage a walkout from Activision Blizzard employees. This is a, this is where it started. We're she was see- also tapped to become Trump's director of national intelligence. Sorry, I have to stop reading about this terrible woman. Yeah. Um, good points to keep adding to reasons to not like what she's doing right here. Yeah, don't like um, her. I, we're just going to bookmark this point that this is when people started to think of the idea of organizing a walkout because that's going to come into play later. Mm-hmm. All right. We are now on July 24th. Uh, former Blizzard executives apologize for failing employees 
Uh, Blizzard co-founder and ex-CEO Mike Morhaime shared his thoughts on the allegations levied against his former company and said, to the Blizzard woman who experienced any of these things, I'm extremely sorry that I failed you. He continued by saying, it feels like everything I thought I stood for has been washed away. So now you've got former executives weighing in on the situation. These are people who we might discuss later after the acquisition by Activision left the company because they were tired of dealing with Activision's bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Warcraft team, which is, of course, if you know World of Warcraft, that is Blizzard's flagship. It's their biggest moneymaker. It's their biggest property. We've got a couple of them, a couple of news items focusing on this team in a row. Uh, on July 25th, the news broke that almost no work is being done on World of Warcraft following the lawsuit. It was a work freeze uh, in protest. Oh, that's good. Uh, July 27th, a line item came out. World of Warcraft will, will remove inappropriate references from World of Warcraft and World of Warcraft Classic. Uh, I included this because, one, if it comes from the team, I want to applaud it a little bit, but two, it kind of speaks to this cancel culture kind of notion that's been popular lately. When things are heating up, let's censor things and hope it addresses the problem. Yeah, I... uh... If this is not coming from, like, an altruistic part of the team and, like, word from above has been, like, you need to scour every item description, anything that's slightly ribbled, remove it. Right. We don't want people to point to this shit that there's, like, uh, like, I don't know, sexual yeah. assault sword. No, it, remove that one. <laughs> if that's I, the yeah. name of an item, remove that. I mean, I've never, for, I'll just come out and say it, I've never played World of Warcraft. Um, I've never been interested in the MMO genre as a whole. Um, but it never struck me as a game that would have problematic things in it just because it's so popular. And usually popular things are as crowd-pleasing as possible, but I'm learning that that is not true. <laughs> I mean, I, I never, I played a decent amount of World of Warcraft and nothing springs to mind, though I'm sure it existed. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of different people and different nerds have touched that over the years. So I'm sure some bad stuff got in there. When you have a game that spans decades and you really focus more on the, you only really focus on the new content, right? Like you're, you're focused on creating a new experience, new worlds, new levels, new, new areas to fight in, new raids and stuff. You kind of forget about the old stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, you you have to forget that some sad nerd in 2004 or whatever made an item called, like, the Bracers of Bukaki or whatever. Right. You have to forget about that stuff. Exactly. And, like, you know, once they got approved by the the ERSP, the, 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 the board that rates video games... Once they got approved once, I don't know if there's like continual reviews of their content and there's so much content. I don't know if any review board is going to like go through all of that content to rate it again on each iteration. Yeah, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like. I've never I've never thought about that before. But yeah, if there's inappropriate content, they're removing it. Uh, This might be a thing where they stalled work 
And then the higher ups were like, you got to work on something. And they were like, all right, we'll work on something. We're going to start censoring our problematic stuff as like a like, because if we don't do this, you're going to fire us kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, not, not bad if that's what it ended up being. Uh, July 27th also saw the resurgence of the clip you were talking about from a BlizzCon from 2010 where a woman in the audience got up to the mic to ask a question. Why are the female characters in World of Warcraft so sexualized? I I believe her exact words were like, why do they all seem like they stepped out of a, a Victoria's Secret catalog? Yes. To which one of the developers responds joking about picking from, quote, different catalogs. That f- designer apologized for his answer on July 27th. He's a former designer. He's no longer with the company. But I bring this up because... It is endemic of a frat boy culture. So I don't know if you've – have you watched the clip? I have not. It's kind of heartbreaking uh, because I read a Kotaku article I think where they interviewed her. uh, Yeah. And she describes waiting 20 to 30 minutes in a line in this panel to ask a question. She's a big-time World of Warcraft player, uh, still is. And she was trying to formulate a question that it would be like snappy and funny and it wouldn't offend anybody. Right. You know, she she didn't want to say, hey, why are these characters so overly sexualized? She she did a lot of thinking, not wanting to come off as what people would describe even in 2010 as like a militant feminist. Right. And when she got up there and asked the question, you can hear like women in the crowd cheering for her. Yeah. And then... When he answers, there's like a jocular back and forth with the people on the stage. And then like the boos of men drown out the women because they're booing her. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. No. In 2010, because 2014 saw the Gamergate incident happen and the mask of gaming sort of pulled off to reveal the ugliness that was already there. But I can imagine in 2010 wanting to sort of not appear as a militant feminist, but also raise a valid critique of the character design in a funny way. And then just getting shit on for it because it's seen, it's not interpreted for the, the intent of humor. It's seen as an, the intent of even raising the smallest amount of criticism against this medium that has been male dominated since the eighties. And then just the complete rejection of it. It, we should have realized this was going to be a problem way sooner than it became. I mean, the, the idea that any criticism of the male gay is even as, like artfully and jocularly put as she had to do it was still met with like yeah. derision from someone who works directly on a game that she loves dearly and also booze from dozens of men. Right. Not a good scene, not a good feeling. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. 
And, I don't know, gaming was just that way for a long time and probably still is. I'm not, oh, I'm not in it yeah. so much, but like... I don't know, the, the debate over like male versus female avatars was reductive and, and placed entirely within the lens of the male gaze for more than a decade. It was oh, yeah. not good and probably is still not good. No, it, it is the most aggressive form of gatekeeping because you're, you're keeping a person who is actively engaging in the content from trying to discuss the content with the developers and then you've got this crowd response that puts pressure on the developers to shut it down, which is not to excuse them. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's shitty all the way down. Yeah, and it, it's real bad. For that poor person who had to go through that, luckily, she could do so hope, you know, hopefully anonymously and so it didn't like follow her for the rest of her life because that's something that, that – women who work in the gaming industry who have a public face have to face on a daily basis now because of the ugliness that was always there and never addressed. I mean, look at everything that happened during Gamergate. Like, yeah. Look, look at people once they, like, realized Anita Sarkeesian existed. Like, people want to murder people for having opinions no, about things yeah there are death threats sent every day for the stupidest of reasons you could say an innocuous phrase and this this is an example because i don't want death threats because i've never played the game i own it and i'm gonna play it eventually but you can say an innocuous phrase like i enjoyed the last of us 2 or part two whatever it's called that's gonna give you death threats on twitter yeah. And I haven't played The Last of Us 2, but I'm willing to say I have if you'll send me a death threat, because fuck I, I, you. It's the same. Honestly, it's the same thing. Like, you could say, I like The Last Jedi. You're going to get death threats. Yeah. It, it, I don't know why there's a certain amount of the population that is so charged to shut down certain things. I mean, I I can, I can hazard a guess and that this is something that is made up a not insignificant portion of these people's personalities uh, for, for their entire lives and things that they don't enjoy or they don't identify with when they see those as like rising forces in the field, they feel threatened. They feel weak. Uh, You're going to take they, something away from me. Yeah. They're like, how dare you take away my sexual potence in this space? I'll kill you. Right. No, I'm, I'm very glad I've never felt a, 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 a desire to defend my sexual potence. I, I've, I don't mean to brag or anything, but like as, as a straight white dude who likes video games and nerd shit, I've never felt the, I've never felt the impulse to be so insecure about any of this stuff to refuse to grow and to, to try, not try to, but to threaten to kill innocent people. And right. uh, there are so many of these people that clearly something endemic to the space is part of it, but it's never been something I've even entertained. With the amount of evil in the world, there are so many more appropriate targets for your death threats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, back to the timeline. So that clip on July 27th went viral. Designer Greg Street apologized for his response um, 
But I really, I brought that up because it is endemic of the bro culture that Blizzard says didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't give that answer if you didn't feel comfortable in the culture of your company that they would have your back if you said that. Exactly. On that same day, the Activision Blizzard CEO, Bobby Kotick, who I believe you might have mentioned earlier. Bobby Kotick, Moneyball, baby! Moneyball! The Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill movie? He's in Moneyball! Bobby Kotick is? Yeah, he plays like the... He plays the owner of the A's or something. It's insane. Also, Bobby Kotick ruined Activision and then Blizzard. Bobby Kotick, not good. Well, read this next action in whatever light you want to, because uh, he issued a response calling the company's initial statement as tone deaf. Hell yeah, Bobby Kotick. We have no choice but to stand. Uh, Yes, he promised swift action and said there's no place anywhere for discrimination, harassment, or equal treatment. Whoa. Misquote by me. Let me back up. There is no place for equal treatment in this workplace. I do not. I want to emphasize I misspoke. (laughs) He said there's no place anywhere for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind. He said the company would be investigating every claim of harassment while offering listening sessions. Fuck off. Come on, dude. Come <laughs> and on. And evaluating bro. managers. God damn, I hate that. He also We're committed pledged, to continuous improvement by listening sessions and reevaluating God. our key performance indicators. I work for a company that also issued the promise to listen and actually hear employees. Let me just tell you, that shit is fucking bullshit. Listen, we're going to have a series of listening sessions. It's basically a skip level meeting, except the person you're talking to is just answering emails the whole time. Right. So to review, the president of the company said that the claims were baseless and lying. Another higher up, uh, Franz Townsend, also issued the same statement. Now Bobby Kodak has said, the response was tone deaf. All of this feeds into uh, the decision for Blizzard employees who have been – they've been circling an open letter for so long now. Up to 2,000 people signed this letter. All of this coalesces into this the decision for them to walk out and protest on July 20, 28th. Um. Activision Blizzard employees stage a walkout and list demands on July 28th. Their demands are as follows. They want, number one, an end to mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. I mean, totally accurate. Arbitration clauses are one of the uh, most evil things almost every American corporation does. Okay. Uh, Number two, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women, in particular women of color and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gender discrimination, not being hired fairly fairly for new roles when compared to men. Okay. I'm 
pretty self-explanatory. Wait, just to back up real quick, you know why arbitration's bad, right? I don't. Um, please edify me. Uh, so, do you know what arbitrate what legal arbitration is? So that is a stage of legal. I don't know what the word is. It, it's under going to court. It, it is like yes. Yeah, uh, it is. It is rather than taking something to court before a judge, uh, arbitration is is basically a negotiation, uh, typically a sealed negotiation between two parties in private uh, that can be uh, settled by a judge or an arbitrator. I don't know, like an arbitration judge, whatever. No, they're, they're called an an an, an arbiter. Arbiter, arbiter, something. Arbiter. Whatever they are, they can they can settle them and they can seal them in a sealed offer. Meaning, at the end of arbitration, the details of the arbitration can be made uh, sealed. Meaning, you get no details of it. Whereas the benefit of a court case is it sets some kind of precedent, right? And and is public for the most part. And in addition, yeah. with arbitration, there is no appeal for the outcome of arbitration. Uh, meaning that even if one party, uh, in light of developments later, determines that arbitration was unfair, they can't appeal it. And in mm-hmm. addition, uh, unlike a court case, which has unlimited discovery of documents by the hands of the attorneys in arbitration, you're not necessarily guaranteed to get all pertinent legal documents. So if you're arbitrating with someone like, say, your employer, they have unlimited boundaries for the documents that they can withhold from arbitration. Right. Uh, arbitration is just a way for corporations to get off scot-free when they're guilty as hell. And when you see like in an article that so-and-so paid off so-and-so in a settlement agreement, that's usually through arbitration. Yes. Yeah. It's a way to to keep things from going forward in a legal precedent and nothing that is presented in arbitration or discussed in arbitration can be used in a court case. Yeah. And if you notice, if you work for any almost, almost any company in the United States of America, you probably sign something saying that if you take any legal action against your employer, you have to do it via arbitration. Yeah. And, and so this would be getting rid of that clause to allow people to seek actual, uh, actual justice. Yes. Right. Um, the second one is just uh, end policies that stop people from being able to rise the ranks based on their own merit. Wait, what? Oh, the, the, allow this, people to rise? Yes, I get yeah. you. All right. Uh, so their, their third demand, uh, publication of data on relative compensation, including equity grants and profit sharing. Smart. Promotion rates and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promoted fairly. Totally fair. And we're going to see evidence of this later uh, because I, I've included it in this document uh, later on. Um, but yeah, it's not illegal to ask or talk about your salary. So why not go a step further and just be transparent and publish that data? Yes. Not illegal. It can be in an NDA if your company oh, makes you sign those. But Right. Right. Uh, and then their fourth and final demand was empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire a third party to au- audit ABKs. I guess that's Activision Blizzard something else's reporting structure, HR department, and executive staff, 
It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. Fair. These were their four demands for the protest. Um, I don't know if any of, any of these demands were taken seriously, uh, but Blizzard did uh, offer paid time off for any of the employees who wished to be a part of the walkout. I mean, you know, it's a target-rich environment to get what you need from Activision Blizzard, uh, so I don't think they had any choice but to do that. This is a positive PR spin to be like, look, we're not punishing the people who are protesting us in light of this lawsuit that's coming from the state because in the court of public opinion, they need as many allies as possible. Yeah. Um, It doesn't like none of the issues maybe are going to be addressed, but they didn't punish people because it's illegal to do so. I think in the state of California to punish them for protesting. I mean, you can tell from Bobby Kotick's statement about tone deafness and taking it seriously that Activision Blizzard is moving into the we might have fucked up stage right. and not the deny it so hard it goes away. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, they will do anything to look like they're the good guys. Exactly. They want as many people on their side as possible at this point because they know they're up against the wall. Yes. Uh, brief aside, because on the same day, the Ubisoft employees decided to sign the open letter from the Blizzard employees to show support. And this is important because literally like last year or in the past two years, Ubisoft was in the same place as Activision Blizzard is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were being investigated for discrimination and sexual harassment. And so the employees of Ubisoft throwing in their weight kind of show that, hey, none of all, not all of our issues were taken care of. Yes. I, uh, I love this. Reaching across the aisle or across the pond, I guess, across the France to, right. uh, to show solidarity. Because uh, I believe the Ubisoft case happened um, and they, quote, investigated themselves and then kind of, quote, promise to do better in the future weird that they investigating themselves didn't find much wrongdoing right uh so july 29th the ubisoft ceo responded to the letter eves guillemot yes that's his name uh you're looking at the same document as mine. why am i, I surprised am. uh uh yeah he uh <laughs> stated that we have heard heard clearly from this letter that not everyone is confident in the processes that have been put in place to manage misconduct reports. And it's like, well, yeah, you investigated yourselves, cleared yourselves as any wrongdoing and then promised to do better. Yeah. You didn't address anything. It's like, it's like they received a letter that says we're, we're angry and we agree with those other people. And it's like, it appears from this letter that they are angry and they appear then they agree with those other people. Right. Yeah. The the biggest factor that's different in Ubisoft's case was they were not being sued by a government body. Mm. Um, like some staff members leaked issues to the press. The press brought it up to Ubisoft and Ubisoft was being tried in the court of public opinion as it's so-called. But it wasn't as though the European Union was pressing down on them. Mm-hmm. 
That's the biggest difference because Activision Blizzard is being pressed on by an, an you know the the government the governing body of California, state of California, baby. Yeah, and that so there's actual stakes here. I, I, I'm the court of public opinion is only so strong, and a positive PR spin can dissuade the public opinion, but you can't spin away a government lawsuit. Yeah. So that that's the big difference. I wanted to bring it up as a bit of comparison and because the Ubisoft employees inserted themselves into this narrative. Mm. Because it's it's totally apropos. It's a complete one-to-one comparison, I think. More power to them. So the big bombshell happened nine days after the lawsuit was filed. On July 29th, Kotaku published this, what is known sort of in the circle as the Bill Cosby article. Oh, no. Um, Because Activision Blizzard confirmed that former senior creative directive, and I'm going to try my best with this name, Alex... Afrasayabi seems right to me was fired in 2020. Now that name Afrasayabi is listed heavily throughout the lawsuit and independently of the lawsuit issues were levied by employees and former employees. Activision Blizzard did an investigation and fired him from this conduct in late 2020. Mr. Sayabi, if we can, that's that's just half of his name. Mr. Afra Sayabi, if we can call him that, was responsible for the Cosby suite Yikes. at conventions. It was his hotel room that was called the, quote, Cosby suite. Mm. It, and that is a hotel room that was reportedly used for networking by Blizzard employees. A Blizzard spokesperson said... An employee brought these 2013 events to our attention in June of 2020. We immediately conducted our own investigation and took corrective action. At the time of the report, we had already conducted a separate investigation of the person in question and terminated him for his misconduct. What we saw on Twitter, though, were screenshots of text messages from Blizzard executives using this this hotel room as a proverbial hunting ground for, quote, hot chicks. Oh, no. And pictures of a suite of alcoholic beverages and refreshments, like, to the nines. Like, more than the minibar. They came prepared. And, of course, the most famous sort of picture going around was a lot of Blizzard Activision employees... Um, gathered around a portrait of Bill Cosby, pointing at it and smiling. And this is where John jumps in and says that this was in 2013. No, no, hold on. I don't want this to be the thing that's in the podcast. This is apropos of nothing. The allegations against Bill Cosby would come up a year later, technically. Yes. They, they would come up a year later. I don't know. Hannibal Burris got that from somewhere. Maybe it's the dozens of women who talked about it. Yeah, it was kind of a little-known secret. Not little-known. 
a well-known secret in the industry. You know, like Hannibal Buress did get it from somewhere. Who knows? The internet likes to cling on to things sometimes, and maybe they picked Bill Cosby for no other reason other than it was Bill Cosby. Who? Maybe, like, somebody had a portrait. It may be. It may be some dumb nerd shit. That yeah, it it might be coincidence. Maybe they knew. I don't know. But you have to believe that the executives at Activision Blizzard, when they saw that, just like solemn shaking of the head, like right. you have to know it's over at the Cosby Suite. Yeah, this is a shaking my damn head moment. If I've ever seen one before, this is an SMDH at the DFEH. Right. Uh, the text chain in question that's been going around reads um, David Kozik, former Blizzard designer. I am gathering the hot chicks from the Coes. Bring them, replies Afrasabi. I'm butchering that name. I, I think I have to back up and say that it's I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Like Thank Cosby. You. Oh, fuck. Yeah, for the. So it's even worse. Oh, wow. It's even worse. Yeah. No, g- thank you. Um, you can't marry all of them, Alex, Kozik writes. I can, I'm Middle Eastern, repo- responds Afrasiabi. Jesse McCree, currently a lead game designer at Blizzard, then writes, you misspelled the F word as in um, carnal knowledge. Yes. Uh, you misspelled carnal knowledge, we'll say. Right. So, again, feeding into the fact that there was a fraternity sort of culture at Blizzard. Because you wouldn't... Between coworkers, you wouldn't write that if you didn't think it, it could ever come back to hurt you. Yeah. So this report dropped midday. And exploded the internet. So by the end of the day, the shareholders got involved and hired Robbins LLP, a shareholder rights law firm, to investigate Blizzard to determine whether certain Activision officers and directors violated the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 and breached their fiduciary duties to the company. S-E-A, baby. So... The importance of this factoid is that when the shareholders get involved, you have fucked up. I mean, whenever someone starts talking with the Securities Exchange Act, they're basically saying, hey, your company did not operate in the best interest of its shareholders. Uh, it, in which case, I don't know of companies that have come back from that. Right. No. Yeah. When shareholders start investigating the company they've invested in. That's like, that's a solid line. Yeah. Yeah. Also worth noting on this date, Blizzard hired a, a um, I guess, a, a law firm maybe called uh, Wer- Wilheimer Hale. Uh, they are of particular note because they are the firm that helped prevent Amazon employees from unionizing unionizing incredible that's not something an innocent company does 
Listen, I'm just saying, we're innocent. We have hired the Pinkertons. Right, right. Like, we're innocent. We've hired the same, un- un- the same union-busting law firm that stops a- Amazon employees from unionizing. And our official reasoning is to, quote, help review policies and promote a more inclusive workplace. Yes, we need to create a more inclusive workplace by the people who checks notes. Uh, busted attempts to unionize at Amazon. Now listen, you judge, we only hired Wilmer Hale because the people who defended Jeffrey Epstein were not available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like, you don't want to read too much into this shit, but like, how can you not? How can you not? Yeah, it's uh, incredible. The same day, John. The New York Times ran their own investigation and found other employees who were not included in the official lawsuit. And they published their findings. And one employee who worked at the company between 2014 and 2017 alleges she was paid less than her boyfriend who was hired at the same time to do the same job. Mm. She also alleges that a manager messaged her on Facebook to ask what kind of porn she watches. Gross immediately fire that man so this ties into the employee demands about transparency about salary discrepancies and whatnot because this would be and while anecdotal a historical record of two two employees hired at the same time to do the same job being paid different rates yes uh in the same new york times investigation Another former employee who was hired in 2011. I just read this one and it's a doozy. Yeah. They were hired in 2011 as a VP. Claims an executive pressured her to have sex with him because she, quote, deserved to have some fun, end quote, after her boyfriend had died weeks earlier. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. We don't want to paint a particular picture. We want you to draw your own conclusions. These are just a series of facts. But here's where I step beyond the veil and just say, what the absolute fuck? Yeah, this one, this one's a real doozy. Like, that's truly monstrous behavior. And even if it's not true, the fact that you're kind of believing it because of everything you've heard up to this point? I mean, that's fucked up. No like, matter what, believe victims. But right, the absolutely. fact that I'm reading this, I'm like, that's gross, but it sounds about right. You know? And, and, to corroborate, it's, if it's not a rhyme, it's a convincing slant rhyme. Right. To corroborate this a little bit, this is. I don't want to use the phrase more innocuous, um, or less egregious because, I mean, harassment is harassment. There's no degrees of harassment. Um, but on July 23rd, a security researcher revealed that Blizzard recruiters harassed her at a job fair. I'm keeping her name protected because I don't think it adds anything to the conversation. 
but she was a security penetration specialist. And she received a lot of questions about penetration. I wish to hunt these men. <laughs> right? I shall not do it. It's not illegal for me to say that I would enjoy hunting these people. This is fucking middle, middle school humor. Which is to say... You're supposed to fucking grow out of this shit. I mean, it's middle school humor, but when powerful adult men are the ones making middle school humor, it stops being comedy and starts being horror. No, like, if a middle schooler made these jokes, we might excuse it a little bit while teaching them when you grow up or as you grow up or right even fucking now, those jokes are not okay. We get where you're coming from, but fuck off with that attitude. Yeah. For grown men to be making this these jokes to a professional in her expertise field, there's no excuse. Like, if you're at a job fair, be fucking professional. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's uh, just unbelievable. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, obviously I don't operate in the same spheres that these, uh, that these amoebas do. Yeah. But man, just real frustrating. Real frustrating to to read that these people who are probably like very independently successful. Yeah. Uh have continued to carry well this kind of brain around. And they represent or or you know, whether on purpose or not, they represent the medium that you and I both love. Video games. Mm-hmm. If these are the are, if these are our, quote, best that we're, quote, sending forward, then, quote, they're not sending their best, no. They are. They are not sending their best, which is why you should only play indie games by unproblematic people. Uh, play Death's Door, I believe it's called, by the makers of another game. They're really good. I forget what the other game they made, but that play, was also uh, really good. Play Project Zomboid. I don't know. Project Zomboid. I don't know anything about the career. Play Going Under. That's actually a very good game. I love me toxic some... intern oh. culture. Toxic startup intern culture. Yeah. I love me some Split, um, Slay the Spire by Mega Credit. M- you, you know who could never do any wrong? Whoever that guy is who made Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Concerned Ape. Yeah. Support yeah. Concerned Ape. Support Toby the Fox. guy. Support the guy who made Dwarf Fortress. Support the guy who single-handedly, not single-handedly, he had help, um, but almost single-handedly created Undertale, Toby Fox. Yeah. Support not these guys. Yeah. Indie gamers are great. The Volver Digital, from what I understand, is everything they publish is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Support them. All of this leads up to today, John. Remember the name... J. Allen Breck. I do. He was the Blizzard. He he is until this moment the the Blizzard president. He stepped down today. Oh, nice. He confirmed he was quote leaving the company to pursue new opportunities. Good luck with that. Well, I mean, he's going to land on his feet. He'll he's become like a consultant on, yeah. and make like half a million dollars a year. Yeah, he's going to land on his feet, but like. 
He was the... Wait, let me scroll up. I'm sorry, I gotta double check myself. Um, He was the one with the initial statement, right? He was the one with the initial statement, but also said he disdained bro culture and have spent my career fighting against it. I feel like he's he's jumping ship. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know this man from Adam, but like, it seems like he's getting out while the getting's good. I mean, at this point, you can't blame him. You know, come on to the show. Yeah, defend your side. Defend them. Yeah. We will we will ask you about bro culture. I have a series of quizzes about bro culture. For sure. Uh he's being replaced by two people. Um uh, both are co-leaders. Uh one is Jen O'Neill, who joined in January of 2021. So Jen O'Neill is we know clean. Mm-hmm. The other one is Mike, and I'm I'm sorry. Um Ybarra? Yeah, that seems right. Ybarra, Ybarra. Ybarra? Maybe. Ybarra, who joined in 2019. So, if a lot of the allegations are from 2013 and later, maybe he's clean. I'll give him the BOD, the benefit of the doubt. So, hopefully, they can kind of right this ship. But... I feel like there's nails in the coffin already for Activision Blizzard. I mean, it's it's tough to say. I think it's going to depend on what the actual outcome of the lawsuit is. Uh, Activision, right. obviously. I mean, Activision and Blizzard, uh, tremendously huge companies. Uh, oh, yeah. Unbelievable in their scope. It's going to be hard to sink them. But depending on what the lawsuit ends up doing... I don't know. This has gotten a lot of play. Maybe people will actually stop supporting them. Hell, season 24 of Diablo 3 just started, and I'm not going to play it. And and a new expansion of Hearthstone just launched. Um, But I don't know why I bring that up. I haven't played Hearthstone in a while. I haven't played a Blizzard game in a really long time ever since they started shuttering the doors on Heroes of the Storm. Because I really enjoyed that game, but they took all the developers away from it. Listen, I'm just personally sad that Anthem didn't get the... Wait, is that? No. No, that's that's Bioware. That's Bioware. Bioware. Never mind. Never mind. A sad I'm just waiting for StarCraft Ghosts to come out. Oh, the N64 game. It's gone, buddy. No, it'll come out one day. Look, I want... What's the name of that character? Huh? The the sniper from StarCraft. Oh, I have no idea. I don't She's play a StarCraft. character in Heroes of the Storm. I don't play StarCraft. No I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I was about to say a, ca- a sad casualty, but maybe the most, the more appropriate term here would be a justified casualty. The lead for Diablo 4 is tied up in these allegations. And so while I was looking forward to Diablo 4 because it looked like a return to form, maybe the correct thing to do is just abandon Blizzard altogether. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, there are a bunch of very good video games coming out and that have already come out. If you already own 
a copy of Diablo 2, and it's not going to give anybody any more money for you to play Diablo 2. Play Diablo 2. Play any of the many Torchlights that have come out. Yeah, I heard Torchlight 3 wasn't that good. Yeah, me too. But I'm just saying, there are other video games. Don't Path of Exile exists. Path of Exile exists. I fell into a deep Diablo hole, and people seem to like Path of Exile, but I'm, I don't know. I don't care. It's a little different because it's very open. It's not... You there pick... are many good video games. You don't necessarily... Listen, there are a lot of chicken sandwiches. You don't have to eat Chick-fil-A. There's a lot of video games. You don't have to support Activision Blizzard. Yeah, for sure. I boycott it. It's not that hard. There's so many good video games out, and Blizzard slash Activision only make a handful. You, you can just avoid it altogether. Destiny 2 is back in the hands of the original developers and publishers, so you can play that. It's fine. Yeah, play Destiny. Play... Bungie? Uh, yeah, Bungie. Yeah, play Bungie Halo, the Master again. Chief Collection. Uh, oh, that's oh, oh, like oh, oh. four or five of some of the best video games ever made, and you can get them all for the low, low price of one membership to the Xbox Games Pass. And, and I want to stress, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free to play. Hell yeah. Do that. Yeah. Why am I not doing that? Well, the beta just launched, so they're still it, oh, it's I not see. it's not released yet. Just saying, why aren't we playing Reach right now? I mean, we could. Halo's I good. I've never played through the campaigns. We tried as a group, and it was very laggy. But, John, if you ever want to do that, I, that would, be, that would listen, be fun. I've never done it. I've n- I know shit about Halo. Halo. There's fucking rings? One, two, three, and ODST. Some of the best video games ever made. I never played... Uh, I've actually never played Reach, uh, but, or Halo 4, uh, I would be happy to play Halo with other people. Halo's yeah. great. Halo's very good. The multiplayer in Halo, very good. Sing- Listen, just play Halo or play Hitman. Those are really the two video oh. games you need for the rest <laughs> of your life. Play Halo or Hitman and you'll be good. I mean, if you're a Nintendo fan, Fire Emblem Three Houses has endless endless replay you need three video games halo hitman and pikmin that's it you're done that's not the one i said and fire emblem okay pokemon unite you can curb stunt children it's i'm not interested in a free-to-play league of legends game with pikachu in it i'm sorry i hate mobas I have a lot of fun with curb stomping children and Pokemon. You know, I don't care for mobas, but I also don't. I care don't for either. Children. I want to stress. I hate mobas. They're a dumb genre. I could be convinced to like hating children. Uh, I yeah, boycott Blizzard. I hope that yeah. this. We'll see how this resolves. I I right. don't think. Just from I don't know. I feel I feel like it's sealed with the Cosby suite, but we'll see. I, they're gonna lose. I I can't imagine a world where they come out of this in the same position they entered in. I will amend my statement. If this actually goes to court, they'll lose. I feel like they're gonna settle. Can you settle with the state? I don't know. I don't know the precedent. I don't know the legal ins and outs. Yeah, I don't know enough about the law. I just know that Bobby Kotick is packing a large comical suitcase full of socks and trying to trying to close it while people are knocking on his door asking for yeah. a statement. 
But uh, the ending message here is for any doubters that the gaming industry is full of this bullshit, full of this misogyny and frat boy culture. This is the case to raise up as an example. It exists. And there's just undue harassment for any public-facing woman in the gaming industry. And that's just a fact. That's... It's... You can't argue against it because now there's a legal precedent being paved for it. I mean, it, it's a well-known fact of the games industry. This is just the most high-profile version of it. Even it, even baked into this is the situation at Ubisoft. It's just a thing about games, and it needs to change. Yeah, for sure. And you can be a part of that change. That's the takeaway. Like, when you see people piling on against women and gaming industry, don't pile on with them. I'm not saying you have to stick up, put your voice out to defend them. But if more people just pull back and look at the full picture and the perspective of like, well, this is happening with Activision Activision Blizzard. This happened with Ubisoft a year earlier. If more people see the big picture and see all the harassment, maybe less people will step forward with the death threats and the mean things they say and the tearing down of people for no reason other than the fact that they're not the same gender, maybe this world can be a better place. Maybe. And I just looked it up. I googled whether or not Bungie had uh, sexual harassment stuff. Apparently, uh, the women creators in Destiny 2 uh, in in 2020 were leading the charge on the uh, uh, what this article calls like a Me Too movement in gaming, which, come on, I, I think the Me Too movement in gaming existed slightly before hashtag Me Too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently women creators in Destiny 2 had a big hand in that. Bungie says that they have long had a absolute zero tolerance policy for harassment. That's great. Uh, so I, it seems like Bungie's a good company. So yeah. pl- play Halo. And you don't have to worry. Oh, wait, wait, if hold you... on. Oh, no. Is there they bad make... stuff? No, they just don't make Halo anymore. Yeah, they make Destiny. So play Destiny. Yeah. Play Destiny for sure. Because 343 makes Halo now. Oh, 343 Guilty Spark. You should. And you don't have to worry if you play Hitman because IO Interactive is staffed entirely by asexual bald white men with barcodes <laughs> on the back of their heads who throw <laughs> coins at you. Oh, no. I like the joke. <laughs> I really enjoy the joke. I don't know if it's true. I like the joke. I'll shut up. Someone tried to go to their offices to conduct an investigation one time, and then a quarter landed at their point. They said, what was that noise? And then they walked away, and then they forgot that they were going to investigate them. That's pretty amazing because of Hitman. Huh? It's pretty amazing because of Hitman. I don't. I don't get the connection. Oh, they make that game Hitman. I ran out of Mixer. This is bad. Oh, you know what running out of Mixer means, Henry? It means, hey, before we do the social media plugs, I hope you walk away from this episode with the realization that we could all be doing better. No one is perfect. 
let's just try to be better in the future and no one should play Blizzard games for the next two years. No one's perfect. We should all try to be better. Don't buy Blizzard games and keep your mice alive. That's a message from the people here at Zero Credits. Hard second. Keep them, keep them alive and fuck Blizzard. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck Blizzard. I'm an asshole because I killed a rat. You, it was a mouse and you didn't kill it. It was killed by circumstance. You're right. But also, I will take the blame. Uh, Someone okay. has to. Someone has to. I will take the blame. Sue I, me, rat, who I, is dead. I pre- Well, unfortunately, the rat did sign a pretty uh, ironclad <laughs> arbitration <laughs> agreement. Uh, oh, no. So it, it can only do arbitration. This is a terrible joke. At the expense of people who shouldn't be expended. (laughs) But if you want to get in contact with us, unfortunately you can't because you also signed an arbitration agreement. But if you want to arbite us on Twitter, you could do so. Is that harassment? Inviting people to bite you? Um, wait, no, no. The biters and the bitten. If you want to bite us, you can send us a tweet. Uh... To at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. There's no abuse of both parties' consent. That's right. The biters and the bitten, as long as they both agree. I hunt people for sport to bite them. I'm a werewolf. Rawr. If you want to send us an email about how you're a werewolf or you want to be a whistleblower for your company... Maybe that should go elsewhere, but if you want to send it to us, we'll pass it along. We know a couple people, wink, wink. Uh, You can send that to uh, email at zerocredits.net, an email address that we have received email at recently. So you know it works after the thing that I had to go through earlier this year was kind of concerned. But you can also find us on Spotify. Search for Zero Credits in the podcast section of Spotify. We're right next to your favorite podcasts like Joe Rogan, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, and that one about the guy who killed the person and did he do it? Did he not do it? You'll never find out. The legal system is much more complicated than podcasts would lead you to believe we are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, search for Zero Credits Podcasts on Apple Music. I don't know how it works. One <laughs> of the best ways for people to learn about the podcast is for you uh, to leave a comment and a rating on Apple Podcasts. That used to be how a lot of people, oh, I was going to taste a Switch cartridge on this episode. I totally forgot. We'll do it next week. And the most important thing in your life now, since we're all going to be stuck inside again, because people aren't getting goddamn vaccinated, is word of the mouth uh, is the only way we can survive. So use your mouth to tell your friends, your vaccinated friends, personally into their ears, fancy little words about how you enjoy the podcast, and tell your little digital friends... Uh, little digital words about the podcast, and then we'll have all your friends. If you're listening to this podcast at the same time your friend is listening to this podcast, then you can feel their body through your ears. This is proven. (laughs) And from everyone here, from the feeling bodies through ears, 
studios <laughs> unfair that you make it sound so weird but yes um we want to wish you a happy week man i'm really gotta i really gotta lick that pokemon shield cartridge next time we'll do it but also i just had the thought we wish people a happy week on friday oh what are we gonna say a good weekend no I don't know what we say. Goodbye! Goodbye! I don't want to make you feel self-conscious about liquor, Henry. It's just a bit.